Welcome to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. All right, we're on a roll. Another somewhat religious piece, definitely a spiritual piece, uh, requested by Diane Tucker, who was my second interview subject in season one. And this is by Robert Bly. And Robert Bly is not renowned for his uh, forms, per se. He has a lot of uh, free verse pieces. Uh, He came to prominence in the 60s. And he was uh, very interested in um, male, masculine forms of reinvesting the earth and society with positive forms of um, patriarchal power, but uh, with full responsibility and, and duty and merging with other species and acknowledging that dominance is never a positive force. So this piece, Bach's B minor mass, is a response to a moment of transcendence. Bach's B minor mass by Robert Bly. The Walgravian ancestors step inside Trinity Church. The tenors, the horns, the sopranos, the altos say, Do not be troubled, death will come. The basses, as they sing, reach into their long coats and give bits of dark bread to the poor, saying... Eat, eat in the shadow of Jethro's garden. The clarinets remind us of the old promise that the orphans will be fed. The oboes reply, oh, that promise is too wonderful for us. Don't worry, my dears. The tidal wave that wipes out whole cities is merely the wood thrush lifting her wings to catch the morning sun. We know that God gobbles up the faithful. The harvesters on the seafloor are feeding all of those ruined by the depth of the sea. We know that people live and die. Even after their tree has splintered and fallen in the night, once dawn has come, the birds can do nothing but sing. So as I mentioned, Bly's not really known for form, but this piece is in six triptyches or triads, uh, stanza-wise. He doesn't have end rhyme, but he does capitalize the first letter of each line. And he has a lot of uh, personification going on here. It reminds me of Peter and the Wolf, where all the different instruments in the orchestra have personalities and are speaking of the parts that they play in creating the whole. Here we have, you know, the Walgravian ancestors. So those who came from England, uh, from the deep past, they are stepping inside the church. So this is through the music, that channel that is bringing forth those who have died and who are their ghosts, their their energies, in combination with the instruments and the uh, singers, are delivering their primary message, which is that we are all mortal and that we do not have to worry because we will be received into the arms of the Creator at the end. And the bases are personified as having coats and being able to give dark bread this reminds me of a of an old Bly book, uh, The Man in the Long Dark Coat Turns, something like that, uh, that came out, I believe, in the late 60s or early 70s. Uh, he was very much into uh, being anti-war and, and protesting against those uh, the, the terrible times in Vietnam. And uh, he, Bly at that time was 
was very popular, uh, very much the voice of, of the people. And he went around giving public readings all the time. And he's got a very vatic, a very kind of prophetic voice. He speaks, his poems are usually very simple, very uh, clear. His diction is, is what we would use commonly in everyday discourse. There's some mysterious uh, movements here in this piece, though, from, you know, the, the, the instruments all being personified, which takes you into a fantasy realm. We have the clarinets promising that the orphans will be fed. And then we have the counterpoint where, can we believe in this? The oboes say it's, it's too wonderful, too ecstatic and, and noble of a vision. But then we have, you know, an interjection of a voice. Now, is this Bly's voice? Is this the entire Bach's B minor Mass's voice that says, don't worry, my dears, like a kind of uh, gentle, you know, grandparent? And then, uh, gives us this apocalyptic vision of a tidal wave that destroys all that we have built. But in the long run, this is kind of a, a Robinson Jeffers kind of vision here, that it's the eternal recurrence and humans and all of their makings are, are insignificant, almost meaningless in the face of the larger movements of life and death. So a tidal wave is merely a wood thrush lifting wings it's actually a positive image, even though we interpret it as tragedy. Then the second to last stanza, we have God capitalized, faithful capitalized, harvesters capitalized, which is very resonant of, of Emily Dickinson to me. And it mm, it's very dramatic. And uh, we have the sense that God is that Old Testament uh, entity that destroys more than uh, recreates, that he is part of this endless cycle, even though we see it as ruination, even though we see the tree in the last stanza as being splintered and fallen, but there will be salvation, there will be resurrection, and all of humanity and all that God has created will sing forth as part of this exquisite mass. Bach's B Minor Mass by Robert Bly. The Walgravian ancestors step inside Trinity Church. The tenors, the horns, the sopranos, the altos say, Do not be troubled, death will come. The basses that they sing reach into their long coats and give bits of dark bread to the poor, saying, Eat, eat in the shadow of Jethro's garden. The clarinets remind us of the old promise that the orphans will be fed. The oboes reply, Oh, that promise is too wonderful for us. Don't worry, my dears. The tidal wave that wipes out whole cities is merely the wood thrush lifting her wings to catch the morning sun. We know that God gobbles up the faithful. The harvesters on the seafloor are feeding all of those ruined by the depth of the sea. We know that people live and die, even after their tree has splintered and fallen in the night. Once dawn has come, the birds can do nothing but sing. You've been listening to Miss Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians. <laughs>